0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
1: so is the good duck hunting over once winter arrives hardly on this episode i'm going to talk about how you can have good success in the late season Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about late season duck hunting. Now, a lot of people seem to have this notion that, okay, once winter hits, once the cold weather really arrives, you know, once Christmas is passed, duck hunting is over for the year, or at least the good duck hunting's over and it's time to shift gears and and move on to other things. Well guys, that in most parts of the country, not all, but in most parts of the country, that is absolutely not true. In fact, some people prefer the late season because in some ways it actually makes hunting easier than in the early season. So let's jump into it. First things first, where you live matters when it comes to duck hunting it matters a lot okay deer hunting advice is much more universal as opposed to duck hunting advice certain things are always constant but the way the ducks work and live and move through your area really depends on where you live because these are migrating birds okay migratory game birds and I'm, I'm lumping, you know, goose hunting into this too a little bit. These things kind of go hand in hand. But, uh, you know, these birds are on the move. They're, they're going from different places to other places. So the place that you're at is really going to determine if the duck hunting is any good in the late season. For example, if you live in Alaska, January is not going to be a good time for duck hunting for you. Um, you know, maybe, maybe some places on the sea, you might find some sea ducks. I don't know. But in terms of hunting puddle ducks, uh, or, you know, your, your regular duck fair, you're, you're just, everything's going to be frozen over, you know, in Northern Canada, there's not going to be many ducks in the late season. Even in Southern Canada, your, your duck counts are, are going to be few, but you get South of that, and things start to change. Now the big thing when it comes to late season duck hunting is ice. It's not cold. Cold is not the big thing. Cold is not what pushes and forces the ducks to leave where they're at. It's ice. They can actually weather a lot more cold than we think they can or realize they can if they can find open water. They they need open water for safety, for lounging, for roosting, for protection, and it helps with eating most of the time. If they can find open water and food, ducks can pretty much survive anywhere that there's open water. At least certain kinds of ducks can. So, take wood ducks for example. They are much more less cold hardy than, say, your mallards. You know, once you reach the new year, I think most of the wood ducks are pretty much going to have flown south but mallards they'll they'll live year round even in places like northern pennsylvania upstate new york wherever they can find open water they can live year round they do not all go same with geese they do not all leave there are resident populations resident birds that never leave i've even seen wood ducks into early january not many But they don't all necessarily leave just because either but certain species are more prone to migration than others but ice is the big thing when their places when their puddles when their lakes when their ponds when their streams when their rivers freeze over that's when ducks are gonna go the majority of the time that's when they're leaving or when really cold weather rolls through and they feel the threat of those things freezing over. You know, you get preemptive leaving before they freeze over. A lot of the migration begins before things are frozen solid. Um, and that's just part of the way God designed them. To, to, right, it's getting cold. Time for us to go. We know where we're going. But they don't all go. Nonetheless, you know, how you hunt in New York is going to be very different than how you hunt in, say, Louisiana. Okay, the, the situations, the circumstances... If you live in a place ducks leave versus a place ducks travel over versus the place that ducks go to, you are the south for the winter. All three of those areas are going to be very different when it comes to how you hunt the late season. Okay, so it, it's tough to cover all of them in depth in one episode. We're just going to hit some highlights. Uh, but the number one thing you need to look for when it comes to duck hunting in the op- in the late season is open water. Same thing with geese. You can field hunt geese. That's um, I might do another episode just on late season goose hunting, um, so I don't want to put too much time into that today. But you need water for the most part, open water. Now, same thing with fields. You can field hunt ducks too if ducks can get to the dirt in the field. you get a foot of snow you get everything frozen over those ducks can't dig through that snow to find food they got no water they're gone they're leaving so it's all about finding open water in the late season now the reason a lot of people prefer the late season is because duck movement and habitat become concentrated all right you've got big streams You've got rivers that don't freeze over or rarely freeze over. You can have ducks living there or migrating through there or being focused into that area all winter long until the season ends. Okay, so there are a few big streams where I live that never freeze. At least I've never seen them freeze. There are some rivers. You'd think the bigger the rivers, they wouldn't freeze but i've seen some of the big rivers freeze more than the streams okay for example i live near pittsburgh i have seen the allegheny river just freeze over i've seen the ohio river i've seen the mahongahela river just free you could walk across you could walk across the entirety of the river now the reason is it doesn't freeze all the way down of course but the water's moving very slowly in many areas so slow that the top layer just freezes and the water can keep going under. They'll have ice barges that come through and break up channels so that you can still have river traffic, but if it gets cold enough long enough, even those huge rivers will freeze over. Now there's a lot of smaller streams though, you know, much smaller bodies of water, but they do not freeze over because the water moves a lot faster. Okay, it's just it's just moving fast. You got rapids. You've got you know a lot more um, concentrated water movement, and they never freeze or they very rarely freeze. Or if they're gonna freeze, they're not doing it till after the duck season's over. Okay, those stay open pretty much all winter or at least all duck season. Every puddle, every ray, every lake. Anything that doesn't have fast-moving water by that point is going to freeze over. So if you hunt those open open water channels, those big streams, those quick-moving bodies of water, you can still find ducks. And here's the thing that's helpful. You don't have to worry about going anywhere else. You know, in the early season, I've got all these spots I can go to, right? I know all kinds of places to go. But once you hit January there's very few places to go. And that makes it easier. You know where you need to go, you know where there's still open water, and those are the only places that the ducks are gonna be, at least low enough to shoot for the most part. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? What late January, early February? I have seen mallards, I have seen redheads, I have seen um, mergansers, I've seen all kinds of birds on water that never freezes. You know, after duck season's over, I've been out in the late goose season and come across all kinds of ducks I could have taken home, but it's because they were on water that didn't freeze over. Now, depending on where you live, okay, if you live more south, and you've got areas where you know, ponds are starting to freeze, marshes are starting to freeze, you've got some ice. You can break that ice up and you can hunt that area. You can break a nice open landing zone, put some decoys in there. You could do this anywhere depending on the season. But we're talking about late season, when it's the coldest of the cold. If you've got areas that still have ducks, and where you wanna hunt doesn't have open water, you can break that water open. There's all kinds of ways to do it. People will walk on the ice and break it. They'll take the big chunks of ice and slide it under the frozen ice. They'll take, get rakes and shovels and get that ice out of the water and just get it on top of the ice. Uh, There's people, they'll cut ice with chainsaws, with picks, with axes. They'll do all kinds of crazy stuff, breaking open, open water in order to create an area that has open water. Because if you've got in an area where there's a lot of ducks in the air and around you, they're looking for open water, you creating open water then gives them, it's a draw. It, it'll, it, it can pull them in. Now where I hunt in, you know, in Pennsylvania, I've tried this and uh, it doesn't work the same way. Because there are, there are not the populations of ducks coming here and staying here looking for water in the late season. There's a lot passing through. There's a lot moving on. But unless you are by moving water where the ducks are going to be, they're just never going to know. They're, they're just never going to find out that, oh, this pond here has been frozen for a month and a half, but now it's open. There's not going to be any ducks that come close enough to, to see or know that. The only place you're going to find ducks is along moving water that never freezes. Now, maybe part of the, the bank there freezes up and you want to break that open and hunt there. That'll work, you know. Um, but the breaking of the ice to hunt the water is more, I'm going to say, mid-U.S. to southern U.S. kind of technique. Now, you it, it really, you it, it can be hyper-local, okay? You could be closer to the coast where you've got more temperate climate you know where you've got birds that are moving to the coast migrating to the coast and that can work a lot better there it all depends on on the climate and on the bird movement but you got to have birds around you got to have birds flying around you got to have birds looking for water to find your open water and if there are none there because they're gone it's not going to matter You know, if you are in Alaska and you get out at the chainsaw and you cut through that two foot of ice and you open a big, you know, chunk of water, well, there's no ducks around to find it. It doesn't matter what you do. They're not going to find it because they're not there. They're gone. So you got to have resident ducks or ducks migrating over that spot. Okay. So there's got to be a reason for them to be there and then that can work pretty well. Now, the further south you go, you reach areas that they only freeze, you know, it's only cold enough to freeze overnight, so you might just have a thin layer of ice on top, and you want to break that up to put your decoys out, and as soon as the sun hits, it's going to melt that anyway, and it'll, you know, warm up into the 40s or 50s during the day. That can work really good. But when you get to those kind of southern areas, you tend to have more ducks around, period. So the way you hunt's going to be different. And the further south you go, the water pretty much will never freeze. You know, in Florida, it's never freezing. In most of Texas, it's never freezing. Um, a lot of places where you're going to go, it's, it'll it'll never freeze. But you've got areas where there's that's where the ducks go for the winter. Why? Because the water doesn't freeze. So The tactics that you use for late season hunting there are going to shift more towards hunting ducks that have been heavily pressured, that have been shot at a lot, that are shy. You're usually going to go to more conservative calling. You're going to use decoy spreads that are really patterned and matched the actual birds in the area and what they're doing. You've got less, um, less leeway, less margin to make mistakes. You got to be realistic, you got to be careful, you got to be super well hidden cuz you're hunting ducks that have they've flown from Canada to Louisiana, from Canada to Florida, from Canada to Texas, and they've been shot at all along the way. And they're super wary and super cautious and a lot of things just that you could get away with in the early season, you can't get away with now. So your hunting strategies in the deep south where it never gets cold or freezes are going to be different than in the middle of the country versus the north of the country. You know, A lot of people will say, well, if you just break water anywhere, that'll work. Guys, it just will not. It's just absolutely not true. There's got to be ducks there for it to work. And I've hunted in days. I've gone out when it was so cold that you break through a foot or not a foot, an inch of ice, solid inch of ice. You break it in the giant pieces, you know, that are three feet across. You're picking them up. You're throwing them. You're moving them. You're getting them out of there. You put your decoys in the water. You get back to your spot. You get settled in and brushed in. You look out. The water's already frozen again. It has already frozen. It's frozen on your decoys. The decoys are frozen solid in the water. And then you got to get up again and break it all loose and you know if it freezes every hour it's just not going to work unless you get those birds in immediately and chances are if it's that cold those ducks aren't going to be there looking for that. They know those spots are frozen over. They know there's no reason to even go and check for places like that. They're looking for streams and creeks and rivers and water that's not frozen. They just—they know the only way you're going to have any ducks in that area is if they're migrating over, and they just so you know they're they're trying to find a river and they fly over you, you know, up in the stratosphere, or you've got ducks that are on their way to open water and they're they're uh, roosting maybe behind you, and they're just by chance going to fly over you and maybe you can maybe you can pull some in you might be able to anything's possible but for the most part it's it's not a great strategy you can't depend on ducks being in those kinds of areas so you got to find open water and if you need to open a little more to create a spot then then great so moving forward another big factor to late season hunting is staying dry you gotta stay dry if you get wet, you know, the consequences are very different. I have waded and swam in water to recover ducks in October. Okay. When it's 75 degrees out, I have done that in January when it's 10, that can get you killed. All right. So you have to have a plan to recover birds, especially birds that are, that are in water. That's too deep. So you got to have a strategy now. A dog can work real good if your dog is, you know, is cold hardy and and he's equipped for that and and everything else. That can work. Oftentimes you're you're going to be thinking about, you know, a boat or or a kayak or something that floats, something that'll let you get out in the deep water and recover birds cuz you just if there's water that's too deep to wade into, you know, you, you gotta have a backup plan. Just getting wet is not an option. If it's too deep and you're not sure and your waders fill up with water, it's not a matter of you drowning so much. It's a matter of you freezing and you just not making it back to the truck to to try to get warmed up. So you gotta think about duck recovery when it's super cold. You gotta be very cautious. You gotta be mindful of these kind of things. And whatever you do, you want to stay dry. You want to get yourself some really nice decoy gloves. When I say nice, I mean waterproof and warm. I've seen, I've got a nice pair of thin slate-lined PVC decoy gloves that come up past my elbows. I think I got them for 15 bucks at Rogers. Um, you know, you want to get something like that that's insulated, that's waterproof, that's gonna let you you know do stuff in the water pick up decoys pick up ducks and pick up ice whatever you got to do um you know in october and november you can get away with some stuff you know if your gloves get wet and you grabbing stuff in the water being careless it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the hunt but if it's cold enough that could totally be the end of the hunt and that could that could be worse than that that could result in you getting sick or worse still so you really need to think about how do i stay warm How do I stay dry? How do I recover birds? Another thing to think about is what kind of ammo are you using? All right, late season birds tend to have the thickest feathers. They're the hardest to take down, especially you get in the late season geese. They've got their warmest coats and all of that. And a lot of your smaller ducks, they're gone. They're not there anymore unless you're, you know, hunting in the deep south you know like I said the wood ducks where we live they're basically gone once you get to the late season they're not there you're not shooting at wood ducks you're not taking wood ducks down I think just because they're smaller they're probably more susceptible to the cold they're one of the sooner ones to leave and get out of there Um, but you're talking about late season mallards you're talking about geese you're talking about ducks that they can take a little bit more punishment their feathers are thicker they've got more fat on them and it just takes a little more to bring them down so usually once you get to the late season you want to step up your shot size a little bit or you want to go to something that's a little bit denser in terms of uh, what your ammo is made of you know if you're hunting with steel number four shot in the early season and you're shooting at wood ducks and mallards that may work just fine Uh, come January Man, I don't know that I'd go out with steel number 4 against anything. I just I don't think I would do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna up it to probably number two shot or use bismuth shot. Uh, I think that's probably the best call. You're looking at somewhere between thirty and forty percent more penetration with bismuth than you are with steel. So even you know I've I've done the ballistics testing too. You can go to the YouTube channel for the new hunter's guide. I've done ballistics gel testing with bismuth versus steel and all kinds of stuff. And basically the way it shakes out is bismuth number four hits with about the same amount of knockdown power as steel number one, maybe even BB shot, depending on what you're shooting. I'm saying bismuth number four boss in particular, copper plated bismuth is hitting number fours with the same power as number one steel or BB shot steel depending on what steel it is, you know, some steel is better than others. Some is maybe plated, has higher velocity, you know, higher velocity, high quality steel. Number one steel is going to be the equivalent to bismuth number four. Cheap steel, BB shot is going to be the equivalent to to boss number four. So, you know, you really want to think about what are you doing? What are you using? You know, if you only have steel, you got to step up your shot count your shot size a little bit most of the time especially if geese are involved. I would not go out against geese with number 5 or number 4 steel. I would definitely up it to number 2, maybe even BB shot or number 1s. So I've got enough knockdown power to bring the birds down. Now that makes it harder because you've got less pattern. You have less pellets in the air using a bigger shot. So then you need to get the birds closer in order to put enough pellet density on that bird to to ensure a quick kill uh humane drop them instantly no cripples none of that so you got to you got to you know you got to play the game i recommend you use higher quality shot you go to bismuth actually i'd recommend bismuth all season long but i think once you get to the late season it becomes all the more important um also a lot of your steel shot is tested and rated at 70 degrees Fahrenheit, whereas your bismuth loads are rated at 40 degrees. It's just just because that's the way Boss does it, because that's they know that you know this is this is how it's gonna be. People are gonna be hunting at those temperatures, you know, testing and rating these things at 70 is just unrealistic because most of the hunting is gonna be done colder. So you need to make sure that what you're using is gonna be effective against the birds that you're hunting and the conditions that you're hunting in. Keep in mind, everything loses velocity when it gets colder. It's just the physics, it's the the way that you, you've got an expansion and air pressure and all that. Velocity goes down, not drastically, but it goes down as it gets colder. So the same round when it's 70 out, is going to have less velocity and less knockdown power when it's 30 degrees out. It's just it's just the way that it is. It's physics. So, you need to make sure you've got enough power to take down the birds in the late season or you get them closer. All right? Anything will work at 25 yards. Any shell, any round, any load, you know, steel number 7s will work at 25 yards. Okay? It's just, it's that close. Anything will do the job. But you get out the 30, 35, 40 yards. The game changes. Too much velocity is lost. Pattern density's going. You don't have the knockdown power. The birds have thicker coats, thicker feathers, more fat, harder to take down. So you just, you need to be mindful of having enough power or trying to get the birds close enough other late season nuances and this this should go without saying but we need to say it because not everybody gets it you gotta dress warm okay i'm not just talking about keeping the water out you have to be dressed for the weather if it is 10 degrees and windy you cannot wear the same thing you wore in november you've got to be dressed warm warm enough to make it through the whole hunt And warm enough to hunt without moving too much. You know, if you're sitting there and you keep fidgeting and you keep shaking and you keep doing all this stuff, that's the worst thing you can do when ducks are coming in. You got to be still. You got to be on guard. You got to be focused, especially late season birds that are more wary, usually have less cover. Things are a little more difficult. You need to be still. So I recommend you overdress. Now, that can be tough because with duck hunting, unlike a lot of other kinds of hunting, you are dragging stuff in usually. You're carrying, dragging, it's work to get your gear in. So, the more gear you have, the warmer you're dressed, the more difficult that becomes. So, I will not wear my coat in. You know, I'll, I'll just strap the coat to the top of the sled with a bungee or whatever. I'll, I'll just, uh, wrap it on my, or cord it onto my backpack or whatever, I'm usually, depending on the situation, I'm usually not going to wear my waders in just because you get too hot, you get sweaty, you get wet, you get cold before you even get to the spot and set up. So I'll bring those in, put them on when I get there, unless maybe I'm packing in solo a short distance through deep snow and or wet stuff, and it's just easier than carrying them if I don't have a sled, whatever the case might be but you want to be overdressed. You want to keep your feet warm. You want to wear nice wool socks. Wool is great because, especially merino wool, which is the best of the best, because wool keeps you warm even when it gets wet. So you sweat, you can still stay warm. Love throwing some hand warmers in my boots or my waders. From, you know, just put a little bit of uh, masking tape on them to the top of my toes, and that'll keep my feet warm almost in any conditions. Make sure you got enough insulation. Make sure you got something that's windproof. Because when that wind blows, oh man. And usually with duck hunting, you're looking for the windiest days with the worst weather, right? So you gotta be able to keep that wind out. You need something that is windproof. What's nice about duck hunting versus deer hunting is that your gear doesn't have to be quiet. You know, you can have some of the cheaper windproof stuff. It's going to make lots of swishy sounds and all that, you know, nylon and other things that are just too noisy for deer hunting, or at least for archery hunting. But when it comes to waterfowl hunting, that's not really a factor. You don't have to worry too much about that. Your gear can be noisy. You can go to move to pick up your gun, and and you're not going to spook the birds by the noise that you make most of the time. So you can get away with a lot more there. So in some ways, you can get cheaper gear. And in order to do the job um, of breaking that wind make sure you have good gloves or if you're a glove wearer you got a good uh, hand muff if you're a muff wearer or you got pockets with um, you know some of the heating packs in them if you got nothing else and that'll keep your hands warm uh, I think usually it's best not to hold the gun with both hands on the metal the whole hunt in the early season I, I tend to like to do that to be on guard and at the ready but when you get to 10 degrees outside you know you're just sitting there holding that metal you're just gonna that cold just gonna go right through your gloves so you got to have a ready position that is not you with both hands on the frigid metal all the time even with great gloves that's still gonna gonna soak through sooner or later and, and get you cold and the last point is guys if this episode or previous episodes have helped you have have made things easier for you have given you more confidence or the ability to get into the woods and and hunt and have fun please let me know about it head to the website newhuntersguide.com contact me through the website tell me your story would love to hear from you guys um, this is and sometimes is my favorite time of year because people have been hunting all hunting season and then once the season's over or gets close to being over, then they, they come back with the feedback of what they did and what, what happened and what worked and pictures and I love it all. Just as important, if you could head to iTunes, Apple Podcast, leave a five-star review with comment, not for me, but to help affect the algorithm to get the show out to more people, would really appreciate it. Till next time, I really appreciate you guys. God bless you, and go get them in the woods.